June 18th through the 20th marks the week of the Eucharist on Real Presence Live. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in as we seek to educate, inspire, and promote the Catholic teaching of the real presence of Christ in the Holy Eucharist, leading up to the solemnity of the Most Holy Body and Blood of Christ on Sunday the 23rd. It's the transforming week of the Eucharist on Real Presence Live, Tuesday, June 18th through Thursday the 20th, right here on Real Presence Radio. The only things hotter than the summer heat are the rates to run radio spots on the RPR network. That's not all. The signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio, and I want to help you grow your business in front of a very faithful customer base. Don't wait. Call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. Real Presence Radio is now on Amazon devices. To listen to your station, just ask Alexa to enable the Real Presence Radio skill and let her know which station you'd like to listen to, by major city, like Sioux Falls, Fargo, or Rochester, or by signal, like FM 104.1 or FM 89.9. You can also visit the Alexa Skills Marketplace and search for Real Presence Radio. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, now on your Amazon devices. the number one nursing program in the nation at the University of Mary. The University of Mary is ranked number one out of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And University of Mary scholarships give you your senior year free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation, University of Mary. Check us out at umary.edu slash nurses. We have some exciting programming changes coming in July, including Real Presence Live five days a week from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, followed by More to Life on Mondays and Fridays, Women of Grace on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and Take Two with Jerry and Debbie on Wednesdays. On Saturdays, listen for each Real Presence Live encore beginning at 6 a.m. Central, plus The Church Alive at 4 p.m. On Sunday, it's Light of the Ace at 3 p.m. and the new show Doctor Doctor at 7 p.m. Central. Stay tuned for more details on this new schedule. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. You're listening to Real Presence Live. We're coming to you live from St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota. Beautiful sunny day. It's about four minutes past the hour. I'm Matt Wilkham. Communications Director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, along with Father Will Thompson, who is pastor of Pax Christi Parish here in Rochester. And uh, we have been talking about the Eucharist quite a bit this morning, yeah. Father. And you know what? We've got more to come. We do. We've got more to come. Uh, and, you know, Christ is made present, present in the Eucharist every day. And uh, we're going to be talking with Father Joel Hastings of the Diocese of Duluth, uh, who uh, will be able to share a little bit of his insights on this beautiful mystery. Good morning, Father. How are you? Good. Good morning to you. It's great to have you with us today. And um, we have this great mystery of the church. You know, we, uh, you and I get to share that in our priesthood. Um, but just uh, really interested in hearing a little bit more about your background. Uh, if you could tell us a little about your, yourself and uh, some of the, um, the ways that you minister in the Diocese of Duluth. Well, I am uh, primarily the pastor of St. Benedict Parish right here in Duluth. And I also serve in our 
diocesan office as the director of the Department of Worship. And certainly um, both are a great opportunity to certainly to keep the source and summit of our Catholic faith at the, the heart of what we're about, you know, the, the worship office, but also especially at the parish. It's a great love that I have. Excellent. Father Father Hastings, this is Matt Wilkham here. Uh, we're in the midst of the week of the Eucharist, uh, Corpus Christi Feast coming up on Sunday. We want to talk about, specifically today, transubstantiation. What, what does that word mean, transubstantiation? Where, where does it come from? Well, it, it comes actually from kind of our Middle Ages uh, theologians, especially men like St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, it's a theological term that seeks to explain, or at least articulate, I don't want to say explain, because it's a great mystery, of course, but it's, you know, we want to articulate these mysteries to the effect that we can, you know, have some understanding of them. And, of course, the word transubstantiation wants to articulate the fact that when we take the bread and the wine during Mass, that the very reality of what that bread and wine is changes, even though its appearances do not change. And so the word trans, change, and then substantiation, the substance, the, the what, what it is, is what changes. So it's no longer bread and wine, but it becomes the body and blood of Christ. But the characteristics, the outward appearances, or what Thomas would have called the accidents, these remain the same. And so this is why this word transubstantiation, as opposed to, say, the word transformation, where something becomes totally different, mm-hmm. you know, both in substance but also in appearance. Um, it is only the substance that changes. The outward appearance remains the same. Yeah. Father Hastings, thank you for making me... Uh relive some of my seminary days here and uh, getting, uh, getting, getting that, that brain that brain freeze going here uh, you know you're, you're talking you're talking about some you know, pretty pretty uh, deep uh, philosophical and theological uh, concepts uh, when, when we're talking about the Eucharist what are the accidents what are the substances that were that you're referring to okay so the the substance of course of, of these elements, as we might also call the, you know, what we take. So we've got the bread and the wine. These are the substances. These are the, you know, these speak to what the things really are that then are changed into the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, The accidents would be the characteristics. So, you know, bread is made of flour and water and it's baked and so it has you know kind of the characteristics that it does you know depending on the kind of bread and of course we use unleavened bread as our lord himself did at the last supper in keeping the passover and so the unleavened bread doesn't contain any kind of yeast in it or or other kinds of foreign elements let's just call them it's just simple uh wheat flour and and water that are mixed and then baked and so the the accidents would be these characteristics of it, that it's made of these things and that it's, you know, tastes as it does, for example. And, you know, with the wine, for example, the wine would be the fact of, you know, it would be from from grapes, either red grapes or white grapes, that 
you know, the proper process of making wine and allowing the grapes to ferment and, you know, the, I forget how all the process goes of winemaking, but certainly the, you know, the, just the time that it takes. And then, of course, when, when it's, when it's ready and it's all strained out and, and bottled and so forth, you have, you know, a, a liquid that, you know, contains the taste that tastes like grapes, but it, it has that fermented character to it, so thus the mm-hmm. the proper alcohol content that has been, you know, kind of developed within it, etc. So these would be your accidents, your characteristics, where the substance, again, is what the thing really is. It's bread and it's wine, but then during the Holy Mass, during the consecration, it changes, and these accidents, by God's grace, for us so that we can receive something that is, as our Lord himself said in John chapter 6, true food and true drink, you know, these, these characteristics remain the same. It's only what the things are, the mm-hmm. substance that change into the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's a great uh, explanation, Father. We're talking with Father Joel Hastings of the Diocese of Duluth. You're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilcom along with Father Will Thompson. And we're talking about transubstantiation and uh, the body and blood of Christ in the Eucharist. And, and Father Hastings, do, do we know at what point during the Mass that the bread and wine actually become the body and blood of Christ? That's a very good and interesting question. Um, our tradition in the Roman Rite is pretty typically to understand that it's actually during the the consecration, meaning that when the priest says the, the words that Jesus himself used at the Last Supper, the take and eat, this is my body, take and drink, this is the chalice of my blood, that it's in that moment that mm-hmm. the actual change in the substance goes. And, and this actually varies from, say, uh, some of those churches who are in the East, um, and by that I mean, you know, both the Orthodox, but I think also to the degree that the, the liturgical lives of, you know, Eastern churches that are in union with Rome, such as the Maronites and so forth, the, the moment of what we call the epiclesis, and, and in our, our Roman Catholic Mass, that's illustrated by when the priest stretches his hands downward out over the, the altar, Mm-hmm. Um, and the Holy Spirit is called down upon the gifts. There is tradition that says that it's in that moment that the change actually happens. But we in the the, the Western Church, the Latin Rite, it's, it's also called the Roman Rite. You know, we've always held to the the fact of the the words of institution being that that primary moment where the change happens. And yet, the Epiclesis is an essential component. To, uh, to, to the consecration, that it's not simply the words being spoken, or even the words being spoken by a priest, uh, but the work of the Holy Spirit as well. Is that right? Right, yeah. And that's kind of interesting, and I don't want to go too far down this road, quite honestly, <laughs> because in our, in our Western tradition, um, the epiclesis has, in a certain sense, gained greater uh, emphasis in more recent times. Because when you look at Eucharistic prayer number one, which is the the Eucharistic prayer that was the single Eucharistic prayer for many, many centuries in the Church, mm-hmm. you don't really have that um, very direct calling down on the Holy Spirit the way that the, the more recent uh, 
compositions for the Eucharistic prayer, being Eucharistic prayers 2, 3, and 4, and some of the other ones, where it's very directly asking the Holy Spirit to come down, and then the gesture that I mentioned earlier of the priest extending his hands out with the palms downward over the altar. Um, you know, it, it's much clearer in these other Eucharistic prayers, but in the Eucharistic prayer 1, or what we also more traditionally called the Roman canon, it's not as explicit. And so in, in our, our Latin rite, it hasn't always been as emphasized. And so it is still a mystery. Mm-hmm. As much as we, you know, we've been theologizing and uh, reflecting and praying with the Eucharist for all of these years, uh, it does still remain a mystery. It still remains uh, a, a gift. And so, Father, what, what is it like for you encountering Christ as you speak the words of consecration? Uh, what is it like for you when the bread and wine becomes the body and blood of Christ? Wow, that's a good question, a beautiful question. I mean, it's, it's one that, you know, by the grace of God, you know, each time I offer the Holy Mass, you know, I'm able to, to enter into it with a sense of kind of the traditional piety, um, you know, and by that I refer to, you know, how through the centuries there's been kind of a pious custom of people to utter to themselves the words that Thomas the Apostle used when he encountered Jesus on that eighth day after the resurrection, my Lord and my God. Mm-hmm. And so you, we lift up the, the host in the elevation, having said the words of institution, and, and you behold, and it and kind of that sense of my Lord and my God, the way that Thomas was just so taken in by our resurrected Lord, having seen him, encountered him, examined them, the, his wounds, and so forth. And, and I, it's, it's something I definitely try to practice, admitting that being a fallen human being, you know, susceptible, among other things, to distraction at times, especially on those perhaps days where, whether it's distractions within the Mass itself or just having a mind full of other concerns, um, you know, it's not always easy to do, but certainly on those days where it's, where focus comes easier, that's one of the things I, I love to be able to just kind of reflect upon and just almost kind of have one-to-one conversation with our blessed Lord. Yeah. Father Joel Hastings, we're just about out of time here. We've been talking with you about uh, the Mass and transubstantiation and what that means and the power of the Eucharist. And um, we just have about a minute left. What, anything else you'd like to add, Father Hastings, before we wrap things up? Well, I just want to, you know, encourage and invite people to, you know, take advantage of this uh, this solemnity of Corpus Christi as an opportunity to ask the Lord to help you to grow in your faith in this great gift, this great mystery of the Eucharist. And if I can kind of shamelessly promote a little bit here. Absolutely. Um, certainly many parishes, more and more, I would say, are, are kind of recapturing the practice of Eucharistic processions. And, you know, if, if you're able to participate in a Eucharistic procession this weekend, which and here's the shameless self-promotion part, which we at St. Benedict's will be doing on Sunday as part of our 12 noon extraordinary form solemn high mass that we're able to offer here. And that's we're in Duluth? Mass and then go right into a Eucharistic procession. It's okay. a beautiful way to just 
meditate and witness to our, our faith in Jesus Christ in the Eucharist and to you know, truly worship him in, our, in, the, in this most beautiful sacrament. Father, I, I totally, totally agree with you on that. It, it is a beautiful expression of our witness to the faith. Um, we were talking earlier a little bit about how Eucharistic processions can uh, make us a little uncomfortable, um, but that's okay, you know, because the Eucharist is supposed to be brought, you know, they're, they're, the effects of the Eucharist are supposed to bring us out of the church uh, into the world, you know, proclaim the gospel, to live the gospel, uh, to, you know, do this in remembrance of me as we, uh, as, as we seek to imitate um, uh, Jesus' love for the world. Father, thank you for taking some time to be with us this morning. Thank Up you. next, it is time to take the 10-minute tour. Some more shameless plugs, as uh, <laughs> Father Hastings put it. So uh, we, we always appreciate that. We're going to be going along, around the area with local events, and then later in the show, we'll hear more about Eucharistic Adoration and the beauty of sitting in the presence of Christ. More to come let's, on Real Presence Live. Let the shameless plugs begin. Live. Engaging and local. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. June 18th through the 20th marks the week of the Eucharist on Real Presence Live. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in as we seek to educate, inspire, and promote the Catholic teaching of the Real Presence of Christ in the Holy Eucharist, leading up to the solemnity of the Most Holy Body and Blood of Christ on Sunday the 23rd. It's the transforming week of the Eucharist on Real Presence Live, Tuesday, June 18th through Thursday the 20th, right here on Real Presence Radio. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus mystic monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, first communion, and confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at one 800 477 2425 or online at abbusiness.com. We have some exciting programming changes coming in July, including Real Presence Live five days a week from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, followed by More to Life on Mondays and Fridays, Women of Grace on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and Take Two with Jerry and Debbie on Wednesdays. On Saturdays, listen for each Real Presence Live encore beginning at 6 a.m. Central, plus The Church Alive at 4 p.m. On Sunday, it's Light of the East at 3 p.m. and the new show Doctor Doctor at 7 p.m. Central. Stay tuned for more details on this new schedule. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. 
bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now back to the show. You're listening to the Real Presence Radio Network and Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Will Thompson, coming to you live from St. James Coffee in beautiful Rochester, Minnesota. Sunny day. We got some construction going on outside the window here, but don't let you, but don't let that keep you from stopping by to see us. And uh, we also don't want the construction to get in the way of the 10-minute tour. That's right. First up, we have Sister Nicole by phone talking about a perpetual monastic profession. Good morning, Sister Nicole. Thank you very much. I'm Sister Nicole Kunzi from the Benedictine Sisters of Annunciation Monastery in Bismarck, North Dakota, and we'd like your listeners to know and certainly attend our perpetual monastic profession for Sister Idel Bott this Saturday at 1.30 p.m., in Our Lady of the Annunciation Chapel on the University of Mary campus, right near our monastery's bell banner. We will have a reception following the liturgy at our monastery, which is just on that south end of campus. We invite you to witness Sister Idell's response to God's call, and this public profession is a public celebration, much like a priestly ordination or a wedding would be. Sister Idell is committing herself to the Benedictine way of life as it is lived at Annunciation Monastery. She will promise stability, fidelity to the monastic way of life, and obedience to this community of sisters for the rest of her life. Sister Idell is a native of Savage, Montana, and currently serves as pastoral associate at the Church of Corpus Christi here in Bismarck. She is quite a gifted woman, and we are happy to have her as a member of our community. She particularly works well with the elderly and is a relationship builder. And if there are any single women listening who believe they may have a call to consider religious life, please join us on Saturday or contact our monastery. We'd love for you to get to meet us and know more about our way of life. Thank you and God bless. Thank you, Sister. Congratulations to Sister Idell. Thanks. Next up on our 10-minute tour, Brian is going to be telling us about a Newman Center groundbreaking at NDSU. Welcome to the show, Brian. Give us the rundown on this event. Yeah, so the NDSU Newman Center St. Paul's is going to be breaking ground on the $21.5 million new Newman Center on Monday uh, June 24th at 11 a.m. And so it's going to be Bishop Folda will be there to bless the new site. And there will be some words from Father Cheney, the Bishop, President Brashani at NDSU, uh, Mayor Mahoney, and a few others. Excellent. Sounds like a great a great culmination of a, a lot of hard work uh, coming into this event. Can you give us the rundown of, of this uh, event one more time? Yeah, so it's the groundbreaking for the new St. Paul's Newman Center at North Dakota State at 11 a.m. on Monday, June 24th, and it's going to be a, a luncheon to follow. So it's just at the old Newman Center in the parking lot there. It should be a great time, and uh, yeah, we're very excited for it. 
And how long have uh, uh, how long has this been in the making to get the groundbreaking going? Oh my goodness, it's been. Uh, we went public with the campaign in 2016 in October, and we've raised about 18 million dollars, just over 18 million dollars to date, thanks to many generous people. Wow. 18, 18 million. That's right. That is very generous. Congratulations. And uh, I know I've seen some other uh, Newman centers break ground and have wonderful impacts on the campus. Blessings to you. Oh, thanks so much. Thanks, Brian. Moving along on our 10 minute tour, who have we got up next? Next up, we have a Basilica celebration in Jamestown, North Dakota, with Deacon Tom telling us all about it. Good morning, Deacon Tom. Good morning, David. Good morning, everybody. Can you give us the uh, rundown on this event? Okay, I'll do that. The uh, Basilica on celebration. Sunday. Right, St. James Basilica on Sunday, the 23rd. We will have a Christian procession, which... Uh, we'll go around the fourth corner of the church block. It's uh, a series of prayers that are said, um, facing north, each direction, north, south, east, and west. There'll be uh, some prayers, um, singing as we protest from one end of the block to the other with the monstrance. And the people will be blessed with the monstrance as well as the direction that we're facing and asking the Lord to bless, bless everything, everyone that's in that direction to bless him. So this is something that uh, has been, we've been doing it now for, I think it's the seventh year. Pattern after a big perfect safety profession that the you know, Spanish-American people have, we're not quite that elaborate, but we are trying to do something to Give thanks to God for everything that He's given us, and uh, thanks especially for His for His for His uh, giving us His body and blood, which is what Corpus Christi means, celebration of body and blood. So everybody's invited to attend, and you'll be at approximately 11:45, uh, right after the 10:30 mass. Uh, takes about uh, 20, 25 minutes, so it's not a lot of time, but uh, everybody's invited to the Corpus Christi Festival on 23rd. Excellent. That's Sunday, June 23rd, Corpus Christi Celebration at St. James Basilica, and uh, it sounds like a great event. Thanks, Deacon Tom. Thank you very much. Our next event is the KFC four-person golf scramble. We have Bob on the phone to tell us all about that. Good morning, Bob. Hey, good morning. How are you guys today? Doing great. Tell us about your event. Well, uh, four-person golf scramble, as you mentioned, uh, the Knights of Columbus 4463 is our council number here in Moorhead. And this is actually a fundraiser we've been doing the past few years, uh, working with the uh, St. Vincent de Paul Society out of Moorhead. Just an opportunity to uh, raise uh, usually a couple thousand dollars by the time all things are said and done. Uh, it's an organization um, we stand behind. Um, excited to help them. Um, raise some money, uh, help some, some needy people in the community. Currently, uh, we see off at about, uh, about 1 o'clock. We do registration at noon, and we follow up the golf tournament with a um, with steak dinner at the uh, Dilworth BFW. So it's a good time, some door prizes to give away, and just a, a nice opportunity. Hopefully, we get some good weather and uh, make it a nice event for everyone. 
Wonderful. So certainly supporting a great cause with the St. Vincent de Paul Society, and sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, uh, Bob, would you mind just running through those details one more time uh, so our listeners can uh, uh, make sure that they remembered, or if they didn't get to write it down the first time, they can get it this time? Sure. Okay. This is the uh, Knights of Columbus Golf Scramble. It will be held uh, Thursday, June 27th at Village Green Golf Course in Moorhead. Um, teams are welcome, four-person teams, men and women certainly are welcome. Uh, we even take individuals. Individuals want to come out and play, we'll find a way to get them on a team one way or another. Um, registration at noon, tee off at 1 o'clock, it's a shotgun start, and then afterwards we do a steak fry uh, at the uh, Dilworth VFW. So you're entered, you give $75, actually includes your cart, your round of golf, steak, dinner, and uh, even a drink ticket at the VFW afterwards. That sounds like and fun. And we do that for the St. Vincent de Paul Society. It's a great time. All right. Thanks a lot, Bob. Hope, hope everything works out real well for you, and blessings on the event. Well, that I wraps appreciate up. it. Sure. Uh, that wraps up today's 10-minute tour. We feature this every Real Presence Live. If, if you'd like to have your event featured, please call Brandon at 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. We'd be very happy to feature your event here on Real Presence Live. Coming up next, what does it mean to adore Christ in the Eucharist? We'll speak with Father Darren Schmidt of the Diocese of Sioux Falls on this beautiful encounter. And later, the Adoration Chapel is a sacred space where we adore Christ. How precious are these spaces? We'll speak with Patty Cote as she shares about the place we encounter Christ in adoration. Real Presence Live continues on the other side of this break. This is Real Presence Live. Local. Engaging. Live. On the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live will be coming to you five days a week starting in July. That's right, beginning July 1st, we'll bring you Real Presence Live Monday through Friday mornings from 9 to 11 Central with an encore of each show on Saturday. Plus, we'll bring you new hosts, new locations, and new opportunities to share stories of faith and pray for those in need. Stay tuned for more details. It's Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live five days a week beginning July 1st, only on the RPR Network. One very important parish will receive special treatment at the 2020 Built Upon a Rock Fest, including catered lunch on the concert day, meet and greet with the bands, and a special preview performance. Built Upon a Rock Fest is grateful for parish support and wants to give back. All sponsoring parishes will be entered into a drawing, and the VIP will be drawn on stage at the concert on September 14th. For details, check out builtuponarockfest.com. Builtuponarockfest.com. Choose the number one nursing program in the nation at the University of Mary. The University of Mary is ranked number one out of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And University of Mary scholarships give you your senior year free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation, University of Mary. Check us out at umary.edu slash nurses. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. 
June 18th through the 20th marks the week of the Eucharist on Real Presence Live. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in as we seek to educate, inspire, and promote the Catholic teaching of the real presence of Christ in the Holy Eucharist, leading up to the solemnity of the Most Holy Body and Blood of Christ on Sunday the 23rd. It's the transforming week of the Eucharist on Real Presence Live, Tuesday, June 18th through Thursday the 20th, right here on Real Presence Radio. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. It's Real Presence Live. We're here at St. James Coffee, the caffeinated Catholics. Can you tell? Matt, I, welcome. I, I do feel ca- caffeinated now. Yeah, this, <laughs> along, is, this is working out pretty well. <laughs> along with Father Will Thompson. We're having a good time here. We're drinking coffee and we're being Catholic. Which is awesome. Yeah. It's awesome being Catholic. Yeah. I, I kind of do that all the time, though. You, you be, you're a Catholic all yeah. the time? I try to be, at least. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think the caffeine accentuates it, in this, at least in this context. Yeah. <laughs> we, one of the things that we love about being Catholic is Eucharistic adoration. And uh, we're going to be talking with somebody about that very topic, uh, namely Father Darren Schmidt of the Diocese of Sioux Falls. We're going to discuss with him the goodness of this beautiful encounter with Christ. And good morning, Father Schmidt. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. Well, thank you for being you? with us. Very good. Thank you. We're, we're, we're doing really well. Uh, coming to you from uh, Rochester, Minnesota, and across, across the entire upper Midwest on the RPR network. And before we begin talking about this, this topic of Eucharistic adoration, you're, you're part of the Office of Worship for the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about what you do? Yeah, a lot of what I do uh, just involves different liturgies in which the bishop will preside. And so a lot of times on the road with him for confirmations uh, and then just planning and making sure that uh, everything is ready that needs to be when, when he's going to celebrate a Mass or, or do different blessings. Uh, but then, also, part of it is just to uh, to offer myself as a resource uh, to different pastors of the diocese or, or others who who might have questions regarding the liturgy and, and different norms that are um, that are in effect because uh, mm-hmm. it, it can be challenging to find they're in so many different places uh, what exactly liturgical laws are in force. So. Okay. Father Schmidt, um, be interested to just get your uh, kind of summary of what is Eucharistic adoration and uh, what are some of the, f- the forms that Eucharistic adoration can take? Sure. Well, I, I would start just by saying that uh, oftentimes when we, when we talk about adoration, uh, we're using the term in sort of a, a, a way that's too specific, almost. And oftentimes, when we, when people talk about adoration, they're really talking about what's called Eucharistic exposition. So that's when uh, the Eucharist is actually outside the tabernacle. But really, uh, anybody, if your parish church is open uh, during the day or depending on their hours, 
anybody can go and visit Jesus' presence in any tabernacle. And so the act of adoration is just for us to acknowledge the true presence of Jesus uh, in the Blessed Sacrament, uh, in all uh, our tabernacles. And so uh, that'd be the first thing that I'd like to emphasize. We don't, uh, we don't necessarily get more grace uh, with Jesus exposed on the altar than you do by simply making that visit and uh, praying in the presence of Christ, mm-hmm. uh, even as he's in the tabernacle. Um, but then there are uh, two different forms of Eucharistic exposition that the Church talks about in, in uh, ritual books. The one that most people are familiar with are when you can actually see a host uh, in a monster that mm-hmm. would be placed on the altar. And there are differences that are, uh, as far as what's required for each of those. So with uh, a form of exposition that involves a monstrance, we're supposed to use four candles, and they have four lighted candles, and then to use incense at the beginning and at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if, uh, you usually start with uh, a, a hymn, Usually, the O Salutaris, or in English, Saving Victim. And then uh, it should be a period of, of, uh, of adoration before uh, moving into uh, benediction, which comes at the end, when a deacon or a priest would bless those present uh, using the monstrance. Uh, and he wears a humeral veil that covers his hands to make it clear that the blessing is really coming from Jesus himself and not right. actually from the priest or deacon. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's uh, preceded with the Tantumergo, another hymn, Down in Adoration Falling, uh, before reposing the Blessed Sacrament in the tabernacle again. And these are some of the most beautiful hymns in our in our Catholic tradition. Uh, Tantum Mergo, uh, in particular, is one of my favorites. Uh, we're speaking with Father Darren Schmidt of the Diocese of Sioux Falls this morning on Real Presence Live about Eucharistic adoration. I'm Matt Wilkham along with Father Will Thompson. And uh, we just have a couple more minutes with you, Father, here. Uh, just wanted to ask you, in exposition, what is, what is the encounter like, specifically in exposition? What What is your experience with sitting in the presence of Christ in the Eucharist, you you personally? Well, um, I'm not sure. We had it a lot when I was in seminary, and uh, just growing up in my home parish, we didn't necessarily have exposition too often. But it's something that I really came to love uh, during my time in seminary, and then also I did two summers of totus tuus teaching uh, uh, around the diocese, and we would usually have uh, one evening uh, with the high school students of the Eucharistic Exposition, and just some really powerful uh, opportunity, uh, but just to, to be able to pray and in such an intimate way, 
uh, just to talk to Jesus and to tell him what's on my heart and, and to to listen and 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 uh, just to realize what a gift we have as Catholics uh, to be able to to experience uh, the Lord Jesus in such a visible way mm-hmm. and such a uh, tangible way. Uh, yeah, I found it, it, it has been uh, very helpful in my own uh, spiritual life, especially in those times when uh, there are different struggles and, and uh, doubts or difficulties to, to come back to what's basic and, and at the center of our faith is Jesus Christ and so to be able to come and pray to him Mm-hmm. And that way is very helpful. No, it certainly is very helpful. Uh, Father Schmidt, we're coming down just to the last last uh, few seconds here. Um, is there anything else that you would like to add, anything else that you'd like to share about the about the beauty of Eucharistic adoration and how people can take part in that? Uh, just that... Um, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. I mean, uh, when we come and, and pray, Jesus just wants to hear what's on our hearts and what's on our minds and, and just to share with Him and to give time to listen as well, spend time in silence and to, to really ask, what is it, Lord, that, that you want uh, that, what is it that you want to that you want me to receive from you? Because often we're just we're just too busy uh, to to receive everything that God wants to pour out on us. And we should not be that busy. Father, thank you for being with us, talking about the rite of adoration, your experience with this beautiful encounter. I uh, appreciate your visit here with us today. Thank you. Coming up, you will not want to miss more about the goodness and beauty of the sacredness of the Adoration Chapel. Stay stay tuned to Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live will be coming to you five days a week starting in July. That's right, beginning July 1st, we'll bring you Real Presence Live Monday through Friday mornings from 9 to 11 Central with an encore of each show on Saturday. Plus, we'll bring you new hosts, new locations, and new opportunities to share stories of faith and pray for those in need. Stay tuned for more details. It's Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live five days a week beginning July 1st, only on the RPR Network. The only things hotter than the summer heat are the rates to run radio spots on the RPR network. That's not all. The signal of Real Presence Radio reaches an audience of over 2.1 million people across North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, and Wyoming. Hi, this is Brett Byler, Area Account Executive with Real Presence Radio, and I want to help you grow your business in front of a very faithful customer base. Don't wait. Call me, Brett Byler, at 605-670-8333. 
Real Presence Radio is now on Google Assistant devices, including Google Home, phones, tablets, and smart displays. To start this action, say something like, OK, Google, talk to Real Presence Radio. It will then ask what station you want to play, to which you can respond, play Sioux Falls, or play AM970 or play WWEN. From there, you can use words like play, pause, and stop. Listen to RPR anytime, anywhere, now on Google Assistant devices. June 18th through the 20th marks the week of the Eucharist on Real Presence Live. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in as we seek to educate, inspire, and promote the Catholic teaching of the real presence of Christ in the Holy Eucharist leading up to the solemnity of the Most Holy Body and Blood of Christ on Sunday the 23rd. It's the transforming week of the Eucharist on Real Presence Live, Tuesday, June 18th through Thursday the 20th, right here on Real Presence Radio. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now back to the show. You know it. Your fellow parishioners know it. The Universal Church knows it. The Feast of Corpus Christi is coming up this Sunday, and it's the week of the Eucharist leading up to that feast here on Real Presence Live, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about Eucharistic adoration, and specifically we want to focus on the chapel and how special, how sacred that place is. And we have Patty Coat on the line to talk about the goodness of this holy place. Patty, welcome to Real Presence Live. Thank you. And, Pleasure uh, to be here. Thanks for, thanks for being here on a Wednesday morning. And uh, we are talking about the sacred space of the Adoration Chapel. Uh, but before we be- begin, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what, what you do with the uh, parish? Yes. Hi. I'm um, a wife. I'm a mom. I'm a grandma uh, for just over three months now. She's just a little baby. Oh, wonderful. Um, I'm an elementary music teacher in Devil's Lake. I teach grades one through four music in Devil's Lake. I used to be the music coordinator at St. Joseph's until, oh, I think about four years ago when I resigned. Um, I do still play the organ and sing at Mass pretty much every weekend that I'm in, in town. I play for weddings and funerals still. Um, I'm involved with the Catholic Daughters of the Americas, St. Vincent de Paul. Um, I love to attend any of the adult studies that our parish offers, and I teach religious ed to the high school juniors and seniors. So I keep myself pretty busy. You're covering a lot of bases there. Yeah. Uh, you, you sound like a, a great blessing to your parish. Um, and we'd like to uh, focus a little bit on uh, on the, the Adoration Chapel, and um, I would like you to tell us a little bit about the chapel where you have Adoration at St. Joseph's. Okay. Our chapel is behind where our sanctuary is in our church. It used to be the old sacristy. And so, um, but to get there, you need to go through our Mother Teresa Hall, um, and there's an entrance on the north and the south side of the of the Mother Teresa Hall to come into our uh, building. Um, and you go, if um, you come into the building, you're going to turn, and you're going to go to the left, and you're going to be passing the restrooms, and you're going to go past the men's restroom. You're going to turn up a hallway. There's a little hallway that takes you up. And we have the chapel. There's a doorway into the chapel. And we sign in first. There's a sign-in book outside of the chapel, and you go in, and um, it's just a small, beautiful little area um, in our church that we can go and adore our Lord. 
When was this uh, chapel established, Patty? It was in 2009. Um, we began on Pentecost Sunday, which was May 31st of 2009. Father Dale Kinsler was our uh, pastor at the time, and we had 317 people that signed up initially. Wow. Wow, that's great. And uh, Father Dale Kinsler, if, I don't know if you know him or not, but his, his brain, you know, he, he came up with the, that was the perfect number, isn't it? Three for the Trinity, one God, and seven <laughs> sacraments. So, you know, it was a good number. Yeah. Providential, I think, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to this day, we have nearly all of the adores. Um, we've lost some through death and people that move away and whatnot, but we've got pretty much most of our adores that are still with us and adoring. So that's, that's been wonderful. wonderful. That's, you know, mm-hmm. that's a great blessing. That can be one of the challenges with uh, with adoration is to keep the adorers coming. Right. Pe- people move away. Yeah. People pass away. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, that can make it a little challenging. Uh, as you have established adoration at the parish, um, what is the, what's the frequency? What, what's the schedule uh, for adoration at your parish? Okay. We are not considered perpetual just yet for those who don't know what that is. Um, it's perpetual means that we have 24 hours a day, seven days a week, minus the mass time. But um, our chapel is in need of a door to fill hours where there's only maybe one a door, in addition to fill a total of 54 hours for the chapel to become perpetual. Um, we do have a couple of evenings, um, nights, where we have to repose and then re-expose in the morning where we haven't filled the nighttime hours. Those are the hardest ones to fill for us. Um, and on the weekends, we do, um, we repose Friday at midnight, and then we expose again, not until on, on Sunday, uh, I believe it's 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and so we have that, those hours that we'd like to fill, too. This, you know, we're hoping with this weekend that we'll be able to fill and become a perpetual adoration. That's our hope. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, we're talking about Eucharistic adoration with Patty Coat. Patty, how, how often do you go personally? Well, I'm signed up for Monday night at 6 p.m., and I actually adore with my mother-in-law. We have our oh. hour together, so that's nice. Um, I, and I do, I go, uh, you know, at uh, other times other than my hour. I mean, you don't have to just stick to your one hour. You can go as often <clears throat> as you want. Um, and honestly, if you can't commit to an hour, you can come anytime, anyway. I mean, anyone can come and adore Jesus. It's, our chapel is open for, for those to come in and spend time with our Lord. Um, I actually am in Fargo right now, and I missed my hour this week because I had a family wake service Monday, and so I played and did music for that. And so I was able to go last night here at the um, Our Lady of Guadalupe Chapel at the cathedral so that was beautiful too now it sounds like this has been a, a great blessing for you we're talking with uh talking with patty Cote here from saint joseph's parish in devil lake north dakota about their adoration chapel um patty you know as, as you keep going you know this, this must be a, a very special place for you uh what what is what has made this this chapel so special for you well from the very beginning it's been very special um my husband is a carpenter and he's the one that actually did the the woodwork and the building of things within the chapel. And so it's just very beautiful. The crucifix that we have on the front, it's 
uh, gosh, I couldn't tell you the measurements, but it's a nice size crucifix on the wall, you know, in, in the front with some marbling in the background. I mean, he, he built all that. It's just absolutely beautiful. So it's been very special um, knowing that my husband built this space for us to adore. And um, it's just, it's such a quaint, beautiful space to be in and so um, uh, intimate. Because it yeah, is how, quite small. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, yeah. Give me my, my next question, uh, Patty, yeah. how, was how big the chapel is. Yeah, it's really quite small. We have uh, six chairs with kneelers, hmm. and um, it's just, you know, very intimate, uh, very quiet. You know, when you, you know, our world is so full of noise anymore, and it's just a beautiful place to just go in the stillness of the Lord and... and be in the silence with, with our Lord. That sounds very desirable. <laughs> it, it is. I was it's, trying to figure. It's like it, a lovely it, time. Yeah, yeah. No, it is, and 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 sounds just like it's just a. Um, I mean, it's it, it's cozy. It's mm-hmm. you know, it helps. Just, just the physical dimensions help to move you into that prayer. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. the smallness of this chapel it just creates such an intimate space you know our lord is is right there you know in front of you yeah and and and, and, so, and as you yeah. have this uh opportunity for uh that that intimacy with the lord uh you have a particular event coming up to celebrate the chapel uh could you tell us more about this event that's coming up yes this weekend uh the 22nd 23rd of june we have a parish mission renewal for the Eucharistic Adoration of St. Joseph's in Devil's Lake. Um, a Reverend Father Lawrence Vallone, who is a preacher and missionary with the Missionaries of the Blessed Sacrament based out of Plattsburgh, New York. He'll be here as the presenter at all the weekend Masses, which I'm going to give the time to Saturday at 5 p.m., Sunday, 7.30, 9, 10.30, and 12 noon are our Mass times. Um, personally, he has opened over 200 adoration chapels over the last several years in various wow. parishes hmm. and Christian communities around the United States and in other countries. Um, wow. As a missionary, he zealously strives to achieve the goals of Pope Francis and the late St. John Paul II to have perpetual Eucharistic adoration in every parish and Christian community throughout the world. So he's going to be here and speaking on all the weekend Masses. And then at the noon Mass, Following the noon mass, we're going to have um, um, <laughs> the word just left my brain. We're going to be um, having a, uh, a Eucharistic procession. Yeah, and so we're going to be. Um, the, we won't have a final song at the mass, but we'll start with the salutaries, and then we're going to process around the block of of our church. We'll uh, leave the the back of the church, and then we'll go around the block. And coming back around into our um, parish center, where we will go and we'll have benediction there, and then we're going to have lunch. And so it's just going to be a beautiful, beautiful day. I'm, I'm praying for good weather. We do have a plan B if the weather doesn't cooperate. So, mm-hmm. um, and usually when we press, profess, we'll be praying the Holy Rosary. And I believe the Catholic daughters are going to be with us. Um, some some Catholic daughters should be able to be with us and processing. And I think we've invited the children who've just made the first Holy Eucharist to dress up in their white clothes and, you know, 
um, just make it a very special time in our parish. So, Yeah, that sounds like a great way to spend the day. At, uh, yeah. Again, that's at St. Joseph's Parish in Devil's Lake, North Dakota, on June 22nd and 23rd with the Eucharistic procession and lunch following the noon mass on June 23rd. Thank you so much, Patty Coat, for joining us this morning, talking about Eucharistic adoration and the chapel in particular. I uh, hope that your event is well attended. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be talking with you today. Uh, thank you. Have it's a about- wonderful... Sorry, you- go ahead. No, you have a wonderful day. Yes, you too. Thank you. All right. Thank you. God bless. And it's about mm-hmm. 56 past the hour, which means we're just about out of time, Father Will. And uh, we have our production assistant, Aaron Breen, to give us a preview of the next Real Presence Live. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Father and Matt. In our third and final day of the week of the Eucharist here on Real Presence Live, Steve Splonskowski and Brendan Clark are coming on the road to you live from St. Lawrence Church in Duluth. They will visit with Father James Burns, the president of St. Mary's University of Minnesota in Winona, on the goodness of visiting the Blessed Sacrament. Then Father Ryan Moravitz will take your questions on the faith during Straight Talk. Call in from 9.30 to 10 a.m. In the second hour, we'll have Bishop Gruss of the Diocese of Rapid City to talk about his declaration of the year of the Eucharist. Coming up here, and Father Brandon Moravitz will follow with how adoration strengthens us as disciples. After that, we'll have Lucy Philbin to talk about the Catholic Family Camp coming up in Duluth. And finally, we'll wrap up with Jim Walner to talk about an interesting, an interesting work that he's been doing with the convent. All this coming up here on Real Presence Live, tomorrow's edition of On the Road, On Duluth. Thank you very much. Excellent. Thank you, Aaron. And you're not going to want to miss that interview with Father James Burns, I'll tell you that. He yeah. is an excellent university president, very well spoken, and I'm sure he's going to have some great things to say tomorrow. So don't miss Real Presence Live tomorrow. Father Will uh, Thompson and myself, Matt Wilkham, we're just about out of time here. And, but uh, just one more plug for Eucharistic Adoration. Go pray. We can't say it enough. <laughs> One of the things that we I was need to pray. I was reminded of a, a, a gospel passage uh, earlier this week, I believe, where uh, our Lord, I think it was at the end of time, the, the last judgment, where our Lord says to some people, depart from me, I never knew you. And that just mm-hmm, yeah. that cut me to the heart. And we can do all of these works in the name of our Lord. We can go to Mass even every Sunday and do all of these things, speak in Jesus' name. But if, if we're not known by him, yep. then that might be what he says to I don't I don't want that to happen to me. But Eucharistic adoration is a great way to not only know Jesus, but to be known by him. And so that's what we need to do. And it is a blessing. It, it is. is a blessing for us. Yeah, we have to go through the purgative way to that's get right. there. Uh, but soon we will be illuminated and we will also be united yeah. uh, to have that constant, that daily pray. We need to pray. Well, thank you so much for joining us again on Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham along with Father Will Thompson. God bless. This has been Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. Real Presence Live brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central, the encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10, and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. 
Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page, Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence radio network.